G'day Legends Legendaries, welcome to another episode of Generation Get To It, a sugar hit of positivity and health for you to get the most out of yourself to inspire this generation and the next. Make sure you like and subscribe so you can get the word out there so we can start changing more people's lives and so you can stay in the loop for more amazing people who are going to be speaking. So for today's episode, we've gone something a little bit different to normal, but actually it's I think it's a real lesson that a lot of us need to listen to, to make sure that we're actually feeling as much of this beautiful life that we have. So I met Tyler a couple of years ago and he, straight from the outset he was a man who just loved taking risks. He was someone who just went out there, did some crazy things and honestly it's not like he's going out there and you know doing anything that none of us could do but he's just doing the things which a lot of us could do. And so what I want you to do today is make sure you listen all the way to the end. We've got some absolute gold which can help you to motivate you to do that thing which you've been putting off for a long time. So please enjoy the episode, reach out if you have any questions and want to get in touch and make sure you listen the whole way through because there's some parts in there where I get nervous, but most importantly, it's going to be the growth that we all need. Now's the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Generation Get To It. Today we've gone a little bit different to our previous guests. We Our guest today named Tyler Jordan, he is someone who inspires me on the daily someone who tends to make his own path and do things differently to everyone else, which is exactly why I wanted to get him on because it may not be an area that you've thought of in particular of going into entrepreneurship, but I think the principles are the main thing which are really important. And a lot of the values that Tyler lives for are ones all about taking risks, trying something new, never giving up, and just making sure that he lives his life to the absolute fullest. To give a kind of general idea of what he's done before, Tyler's actually a skydiver. He did skydiving last few years ago. And some of these clips that I've seen on his uh, Instagram and everything are just absolutely nuts. But Tyler's someone who has just, like I said, just picked up his stuff, moved across the world and done some really, really cool things. And I'd love for him to do a lot of talking when it comes to his story. But yeah, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Tyler. Thank you, mate. It's uh, it is an honor to be here. Uh, as I said to you before, this is uh, I've done over 150 podcast episodes as a host, and this is the first podcast I've ever been a guest on. Um, so I kind of don't know how to handle myself. I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm going to probably try and take charge every five seconds. So please stop me. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. It's awesome to be here. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, funnily enough, so my other first guest appearance on a podcast was actually on on Tyler's, was on yours. And, yeah, in many ways that was like a kind of the first, I think the first movement towards me thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I had my own thing like this? So, yeah, man, feelings mutual. It's an honour. Of course, I really just want to get you on here to tell you a bit about your story and why you've come to be who you are because... Yeah, quite frankly, it's really, really cool. So, uh, yeah, if you just want to give us a bit of background about, you know, where you kind of started from and, and how you've got to place you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, currently I'm uh, I'm currently living in the USA. Uh, I'm in Nashville today, um, but I kind of bounce around here, there and everywhere. Um, I wouldn't really say that I have a home base, uh, so to speak, uh, kind of in in different places for a few months and then moving on. But uh, I've been in the US for the last two years, but I'll be coming back to back to Oz soon. My my background uh, is actually, I I mean, I don't know how far we're going to go back. 
do you want me to go back all the way? All the, the way, beginning? all the way, back to the beginning. <laughs> all the way. I mean, I, I I grew up in a in a in an extremely fruitful and fortunate family. Uh, I my my dad was a professional uh, athlete. Uh, racing superbikes. Uh, my mom was the best, uh, the greatest mom ever. Uh, she raised us all, uh, and you know she was working different jobs and doing different things as well. Uh, so I basically uh, grew up racing motocross, kind of flunking at school a little bit, uh, if you will. Uh, I was a smart kid, but I never, never enjoyed the academic side of school. I kind of just breezed through it. Now I dropped out of school when I was sixteen. Uh, didn't didn't make it through year 10. I sort of I dropped out. I said, this isn't for me. Uh, Mum and dad both completely accepted that and said, you know, we, we have no we have no worries and no qualms with you whatsoever. You know, school's not for you and, and we don't have any worry that, you know, you're going to be the typical high school dropout. So dropped out of school, uh, just worked construction, basically. Absolutely, really, really enjoyed construction. I was working in civil construction with earth movers, uh, bulldozers, diggers, um, things like that. And uh, did that on and off uh, until I was around 23 years old. Now, when I say did that on and off, I did spend the better part of three years traveling the world, just kind of living it up as a, a late teenager in early 20s. You know, I visited uh, close to 30, or I think it was around 30 countries all over the world and, and did some incredible things and, and met some incredible people and, you know, just have all these experiences. But basically came home, uh, got back into construction, realised that, you know, this isn't for me, especially not on the employee side. Basically made a decision that, you know, this isn't, this isn't what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to work for myself. Uh, I'm going to pursue the things that challenge me and light me on fire uh, because that's what life's about. Life's about doing things that light your soul on fire. So packed up my stuff. Uh, I went all in complete do or die and, uh, and come over to the U S um, I came over to the U S uh, with a, with, with a girl uh, who is my girlfriend, Madison, uh, who is from the U S and we've been living here ever since uh, I now uh, basically uh, run uh, I actually have actually have three uh, three companies now and basically traveling traveling the US US full-time and as of next week uh, it will be traveling globally full-time basically acquiring and developing real estate and uh, and teaching people to to leave their nine to fives as well so it's been one hell of a journey uh, and yeah I guess that's where I am today so that was the that was the quick three minute <laughs> three-minute overview of where we're at. And I know that was quite a roller coaster. Yeah, mate, I can't even give up. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it feels fake is what it is what it feels. Yeah. Well, it's just amazing to see like how what seemed like really big decisions, like when you go from like where you were, like high school dropout, 16 years old, to working in a very common job as just being like kind of working construction and doing civil stuff, to now being a guy who's running three different companies and the day you told me about today just sounds like the most insane day. Like before we start this conversation, Carl and I were just catching up because it's been a little while. And he's had about 48 meetings in the last 12 hours and he's 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 been to 20 different houses and just checked out all this different stuff and meeting some of the, you know, some of the more inspiring people in the world. So it's just amazing to see that someone from humble Wollongong, Wollongong, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. Yeah, Wollongong. Yeah, has gone out there and just kind of done all this really cool stuff and lived in this huge dream over in, over in the States. But, yeah, I wanted to go into, like, 
that kind of moment where you realize that you wanted to actually go and try something bigger and not live this nine to five life you spoke about? Yeah, I guess for for me it was a decision and I had to do some some reflecting on essentially, you know, what what means the most to me. Um, and then also what's what what's the what's the worst outcome? Uh, so the, the decision here was, do I continue being an employee? Um, you know, I had an incredible, incredible boss um, who is actually one of my best friends. Uh, his name's Tom, uh, a company, an incredible company called Unicivil. Um, I had a, an unbelievable job. It was so, so cruisy. I got to do what I want. I got to be where I want. I just, it was, it was unbelievable. But it was just the fact that I wasn't running my own life. That, that really, it, it got under my skin a lot. Uh, and, and I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. It was really, really bothering me a lot. And um, no, no matter how much freedom I was given, no matter how much, you know, flexibility, it didn't matter or how much money I, I realized that, you know, I, I started going down that money route where I started having meetings after meetings after meetings thinking, I just need more money. I just need more money. I just need more money. I need more flexibility. And I just kept needing more and more and more. And it, and it got to a point where I was like, I don't think I actually do need more. I think what I need is I need to, I need to do something for me, for myself. Um, and once I made that realization, my, my question was, what's, what's worse? Is it going out on my own, giving it everything I've got and falling completely flat on my face and, and just completely flunking? Is that worse or is it worse to just continue going down this route of, of being an employee and, and kind of, you know, going through the motions. And I basically came to the conclusion that there isn't anything in my mind that is worse than continuing the path that I'm on uh, because it's slowly like just little bit by little bit eating away at me uh, as a human being. And there is nothing worse than that in my head than, than a slow death. Um, so I, I basically was just like, I'm, I'm going all out. Uh, so I, I basically, I made a deal with myself I still had the notebook today and the notebook said uh, I'm basically going to save up a certain amount of money. Um, and then once I save that, save up that money, I'm, I'm out of here and, and I'm just going to give it everything I've got. And so I, I did exactly that. I had $50,000 Australian to my name. Uh, I hit $50,000 and I, I mean, I gave my, my boss far pre-warning. It was like, I'm at 30k. I'm at 40k. I'm at, like I'm like I'm out, yeah. and and I, I I packed up and and left, and and that was it. So and just and just made it work. Now, spoiler alert, because I in my head I was like 50,000 50, bucks is going to get me so far, so far. And I got over to the I, I I came to the states, and what what I didn't think about was the exchange rate. So once I transferred, <laughs> once I transferred fifty thousand to the US, I got about. 30,000 in US dollars after the exchange and fees and everything. I was like, okay, so I've almost just halved my money. And then for us to get set up in the US, uh, cost us about 20, 20K. So then I was left with 10K within, within about a month. And for me thinking that 50K was going to last me two years, it went in a month and I had 10K left for, for groceries and rent. And uh, that 10K was gone within the next month. So it was, uh, it's definitely, it was definitely, it's been a fun ride. Uh, it's been, it's been pretty wild. So where did you first move to when you went to the States? So I, um, 
I flew into I flew into New York uh, with with Maddie, um, and we then drove uh, over the over two weeks. We drove down to Austin, Texas, um, stopping in Nashville, uh, where I am today, and you know stopping in different places along the way. But we went all the way down to Austin, Texas. Uh, we stayed in Austin, Texas for about a year and a half. From there, we moved up to Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. Uh, and then we're actually heading home back to Australia in, in a couple of weeks. But just before I go, I've, I've, I've made a trip down to Nashville for, for a couple of weeks to, to do some business. So, Percival, where did you spend most of your time when you're living in the States? And where why did you find yourself going between so many different places, say from New York and Nashville, Philadelphia? So I spent most of my time in Austin, Texas, uh, just because that was where we decided to, to set ourselves up. And why can't we stay in one place? Just because I get bored. I think I think for, for, for me it's a it's a case of I I believe a life well lived is how much life have you lived, right? How many people have you met? How many experiences have you had? How many places have you visited? Like how how broad is your experience? So I, I tend to I tend to feel very guilty staying, it's probably not the right word, but I, I tend to get very antsy after a few months. And, and I, I want to experience more and I want to see more places and meet new people and, you know, do, do, do more things. So I'm, I'm constantly on the go, you know, kind of just, you know, not, not, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, the reason I ask is because, you know, I've, I've been very similar too, where I've moved into so <laughs> many different five, places. Five moves in the last five weeks. Oh mate, I've, I can't. I'll see if I can add up how many times I've moved since since uh, I finished uni. So I moved. I moved from the country. I moved from Nara down up to Sydney. So stayed in Sydney for four years only because I had university. And then from there I moved to London. Then I moved to Norway and lived in Mulder and then Oslo. And then moved back to Australia because of COVID. And then I went to was meant to go to Perth but end up in Adelaide. And then I end up moving back to New South Wales. And then now I'm up in the Gold Coast. But because the, re- the reason I wanted to kind of ask you, because I'm curious, because like I know my kind of reasoning why, which is actually to be fair, very similar to yours, which is I just chase experiences. Like I'm just mm. getting so excited. The thought of like meeting new people and trying something completely different and being in unfamiliar environments is like really exciting for me. Mm. And so I got to catch up with you because you're, obviously moving to different places but also trying different businesses meeting lots of new people challenging yourselves in ways which i definitely wouldn't have the same experience if you just stayed in wollongong and like we both love wollongong but like it doesn't have all these different things that you you want to in your life and i think trying somewhere new like don't have to move every bloody six weeks like us two but like you too i do think you recommend it's something that everyone should should do in their life and that is actually to move somewhere, get a new outlook, a new perspective. And I think it really grounds you in many ways because you've also lived overseas too. I mean, so not just this time, but you you spent some time over in the state, uh, in North America before this this occasion, didn't you? I mean, yeah, I've 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 lived in I think it's like 10 or 15 countries now. Uh, but yeah, I've li- yeah, been been in been in a few places. Went to Canada, I lived in Canada, Japan, Europe, uh, the UK. Uh, sort of a little bit here there and everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i think it's i think it's cool like you've just kind of taken you know what it is uh, as well you know what it is one of the things that you you mentioned is chasing experiences and 
I, I think that it's so, so one of the, one of the things I, I'm always uh, hyper aware of is how mature somebody is and how I guess wise somebody is. And there's some people that are so wise when they're so young, um, which is something that I, I find in, in yourself and, and a few others. And I, I think that being wise, you know, you don't, that doesn't come from old age that comes from life lived. And it's, people like yourself who have, you know, gone out and done what most people or had experiences that most people wouldn't have in 50 years, you know, in your twenties, that gives you that kind of that, that aspect that you're so much wiser than, you know, your peers at 25, 26, 27 years old. Mm, yeah. Cause how old are you now? 26. 26. Yeah. So like you've, you've done some shit and you're 26, which is great. And I think the main thing, though, is the fact that, like, you don't have to wait until... Sorry, if you haven't done it now and you're, you, you know, 29 and 30, I think there's still time to go ahead and do all this kind of stuff and actually make that change yourself and start living these new experiences. Because, like you, like, do you have any, do you have any chance of settling down in the next couple of years? Um, no. Um, I mean, in, in, intentfully, I don't really want to settle down so to speak we want to we we want to get married and we want to have kids uh we want to we want to build a family that you know that's our that's our biggest goal but uh settling down so to speak isn't really on our on our radar we're kind of setting up our life so that we can um expose our kids to world travel um and you know an unbelievable amount of you know interactions with different people hmm interesting so well, it's, I just want to get back to kind of where you started, but because because you mentioned that you were actually in a very comfortable position at your job, and you said like you were kind of, you know, it seemed like when what you asked for, you kind of got. It seems like you've gone from like the recliner chair and a really good job, flexible hours and everything like that, and then you suddenly gone and just essentially moved outside and grabbed one of those cheap Bunnings chairs and just kind of sat in that, being like, "Well, I'm going to live a bit uncomfortable." But at least I know I'm going to do it. Thank you. I've been uh, saving that one. <laughs> well executed. Well executed. I feel like you you set that up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but does that make sense? So, like, it was something like you were in a position that for many people would have been just like, oh, I'm happy to kind of relax here and, and enjoy this. But then you, you realized that there was possibly a greater vision to what you're doing. Yeah. I mean that's definitely that's definitely the, the the big piece here is that there's a there's a greater vision. The 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 other part is that comfort comfort isn't satisfying. Comfort comfort is something that we all, we're always striving towards, and we're always trying to become more comfortable. We're always trying to earn more money, get a bigger house, have more friends, have more have more employees. You know, we're we're, we're constantly striving for comfort and for things that will allow us to let off the, the gas pedal. But I guess what I found was when I got to a situation that for me at the time was super comfortable, I just found myself becoming less satisfied. And, and, I, and I know throughout my life that every time I've been super uncomfortable and challenging myself and in this sort of in this state where I'm, I'm reaching for something that, you know, is beyond my capabilities is when 
life's the hardest, but it's also the most satisfying and the most fulfilling. And I, I basically realized that I'm at peak comfort right now. Now, now peak comfort from like, if I was in that situation now, I'd be like, damn, like, how are you even comfortable in that situation? You had no, you had near enough, no money. And, you know, you, you didn't have X, Y, and Z and all those things, but you know, at the time that was peak comfort. And, and I just found that the more comfortable I was getting, the less fulfilled I was and just slowly chipping away at my, my soul and my drive and my hunger and my aspirations and, and all these things it was kind of just bottling up a little. Yeah. So I want to talk about the journey of how you got to, from that position to where you are now, because I remember our conversations over the years and like, well, both of us, but def- definitely just, if we were going to refer to you, like, there was some sometimes we'll catch up and you'd be like, oh, uh, well, this has changed and this has changed. I'm going through this difficult situation. And there was one time I called you up and you're like, oh, yeah, I just saw a shooting down the road just two minutes ago. <laughs> so like you've, you've been in some yeah. situations. So like what, what are some of the key factors that have gone into your life to get you from that position you were there before to where you are now? Like what was it? In, in, in regards to what's, how, how, do I, how do I not get comfortable? Well, how about like if you refer to some of the traits you've had to use and bring to forefront of yourself and also some of the skills that you've learned along the way too? I think for me it's it's the the it's actively putting yourself in situations that are beyond your capabilities. So putting yourself in a situation that even yourself you lay in bed and you lay in bed at night and you think holy shit (laughs) what have I done I think that it's becoming consciously aware that that isn't a bad thing and that that's actually where the juice of life lies and it's it's hard because even once you understand that that's where the juice of life is it's really hard to then consciously put yourself in that situation because it's it's uncomfortable. It's kind of like why most people don't work out because working out is is uncomfortable, um, even though we know that you know it's the only the, the best way to feel good about yourself is to go through the discomfort of working out and and eating healthy and, and these types of things and and it's no different with anything in life. You know if you you know that you you're going to feel better after having that really difficult conversation with your boss or your spouse or, you know, a friend of yours, you know, whatever it might be, you know, you're going to feel better, but it's really hard to have that difficult conversation because it's uncomfortable. So I think for me, it was this gradual progression of getting comfortable being uncomfortable and kind of convincing myself and, you know, accepting that, that, that discomfort is is really a good thing and it's not a bad thing. Um, obviously, as long as it's positive discomfort, I'm not talking about go, you know, don't go out and snap your leg on purpose. That's not funny. Um, nor is you've done nor that, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, just putting yourself in situations that 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 challenge you and you know are, are bigger than what you believe that you can do. It, it it really is where everything goes. But it's hard to do. It's hard to do. It's yeah, great phrase. Great phrase to use there with the get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because I find, like I said, that a lot of times we feel that discomfort is meaning that something is bad. When mm-hmm. in many cases, it's that type of stress which is going to help push you towards your goals. So mm-hmm. that 
I think they call it U stress, like EU stress is where it's actually that stress is going to be in the sweet spot in terms of allowing you to actually improve, like giving you, like when it comes to working out, you want to give yourself a bit of stress. You want to work a little bit hard, but you don't work too hard. So you're not going to be able to walk the next day, but you want to give yourself a bit of a stimulus where your muscles are a bit sore and you go, okay, I've learned that that's a good level of stress for me because I know that if I have a little bit of rest now, I'm going to improve on top of that. So it seems like what you've done is put yourselves in, put yourself in situations, which I'm sure you've learned over the years of what is too bold and what is not bold enough, but finding that position where you are feeling a bit discomfort, you've, you've put yourself in a situation where you know you're going to learn something new out of this and continue on from that. Let me, let me ask you something. What is too bold? Um, great question. Well, I think it's relative, but I do believe that something too bold would be something which is going to inhibit you for a very long term afterward, after the, the experience. So say, for example, putting yourself in a situation where you, you know, have a financial, um, there's a financial aspect to it. If you put yourself into a position where you lose a bit of money out of it, that's okay. But if you're going to put yourself into like 30 years of debt with massive regrets, I'm sure that's probably a bit too bold. But I'd love to hear what you kind of think of that as well. Yeah, I um it's interesting. I I I to some degree think differently. Um I do think that. I do think that you're you're right in in well there is no, neither of us is, is right or wrong uh, but I, I agree in some capacity to, to what you're saying. Um, I also what you've just explained as being too bold is exactly what I'm doing um, to a very large extent, and I I really do think that that's a positive thing. You know, putting yourself in a situation where you want to do something and putting yourself in a situation where you know you you, you've got to make something work is i think i don't think it's practical putting yourself in a situation where you must do something or it's game over i believe is practical so my suggestion for myself because i know and have learned how i operate is putting myself in situations where if it does not, if, if I don't get the outcome that I need, I would rather not be here. Um, for instance, I, I actually would put myself and have put myself in so much financial debt that if I don't put this off, like my life would be my, my, like, what, there would be no point being here because I, I just would be in such a deep hole that I would never be able to get out of it. And it's a, it's a very different experience when you must do something compared to when you are ch just chasing something or you just want something. So I think that it, it, it also depends on who you are as a person. Uh, but for the most part, I, I, I do believe that we should put ourselves in situations where we, it's, it's essentially do or die. Yeah, like swim or die, throw yourself straight in the ocean and just see if you can actually <laughs> swim to the surface. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, sorry, I, I was just going to say, um, I, I wrote about this in a tweet the other day, and I, I said, I, 
and I'm going to try and quote it here just off memory, but I said something like, I believe that people invest in me because I invest in myself fully and completely invest in myself. I invest in myself because I know that I am all in do or die. And I said, I'm all in do or die because I, I, I have to make it work. Now, on the off chance and in some way, shape or form that I, you know, somewhere down the line, I don't make it work and I die trying, that's also a win because I've given my whole being to something and, and I've gone out giving 150% to something, which is something that, I mean, isn't that what life is? Life is is living with 100%, you know, intent and and going all in on, on, on everything that you love and, and going all in on life. So even if I even if I fail and I die, I've done something that that 99.9% of the population of, of, of existence will never do, which is go all in on something. And it's it's a very different experience. And I don't know that it can be understood until you've put yourself in a position where you pull it off or you die. That's um I was gonna ask about that because was there any point during you know the last 10, 10 years or, or, you know, from that when you're 16 and moving moving on, that you ever thought that you'd have this desire to make these huge risks and really put everything on the line like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just been a kind of a natural evolution. I, I can't say that I've ever been a, a cautious kid or a cautious person ever. <laughs> um, I was the kid that famously visited every hospital on every family trip. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just been a natural progression of, of pushing the, pushing the boundaries so far beyond what is deemed acceptable by society and realizing that the worst outcome isn't that bad. Like the, the worst outcome for almost anything is, is not even remotely that bad. I mean, for instance, like if you go out right now, you quit everything you're doing and you try and start a business uh, and you go all in on it, you talk to every single one of your friends, you try and have all of your friends sign up, all of your family family members, they all say no. And basically all say, no, like we don't want anything to do with this. You're in the same position you were before. You might just have a little bit less money but you now have a whole lot more confidence in how well you can execute and how much you can do and how much you can overcome. You know, it's like, even it goes back to like, even like social, like social anxieties and things like that. It's, you know, it's putting yourself in a position where, you know, maybe going and knocking on random strangers doors and asking them for $50,000 of investment. Right. It's terrifying. That is so terrifying. But like, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario in our heads is horrific. But if I actually ask you what the worst case scenario is and say, tell me what it is, you, you start to think about it and you're like, well, they say no. And I'm in the same position I was in anyway. And if they say yes, I have $50,000 of investment into, you know, just theoretically. So I think it's just pushing, pushing so far beyond societal norms and realizing that even when it goes as bad as it can go, it's, it's not that bad. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure about everyone else listening, but that definitely gives me like a little butterfly, like like very nervous about just 
Like it's incredible to see like how how broad you think and how how you know the breadth that you think in terms of what's really possible. Um, and I think it comes from the fact that, like I said, you've you've had some what's along the way some small risks which have eventually gone into bigger and bigger and bigger risks and you put yourself in a situation where it's either do or die and you just had to think like that so it's almost like yeah you've kind of broken through every shell that's ever been put in front of you by taking the next risk and going a lot bigger and bigger because what i really want to know like what's what's the big goal in terms of what you want to achieve with all this risk taking and entrepreneurship and just your from your own personal benefit as well to live more life than anyone that I know or to live more life than anyone that I could imagine. Okay. I know that's probably, so, I know that I know you probably wanted a big answer, but that's it. I don't have one. That That's it. I just, I want to, I just want to, I want to live more than I want to, I want to be the person on, on the planet who has just lived so much life. I want to be the person that's become a billionaire and become homeless and a billionaire and someone who's, been put in jail and, you know, lived in mansions and, you know, just, I, I, I want to, I just want to live a shit ton of life and I'm excited about it. And I think that that's, that's, that's what I want. That's my goal. Great answer. I don't think many people have ever wanted to be homeless, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's, that's great, man. Like I absolutely love it. Like it's very inspiring. Because although not everyone is going to go out there and move country and take these huge risks, I do think there is an element of everyone can probably take a little bit more risks to mm. achieve the things which which they do desire. Because, like in my if thinking personally, there's some things I'd be like, well, if I continue working, you know, this job that I was doing when I was 22, 23, I reckon if I just kept doing that for the next 10 years, I'd probably get to X goal. But if I take some bigger risks now and try new things and do all these different lessons, I'll probably get there a bit quicker. But more importantly, I would have increased the range of experiences that I've had in different areas and, and, and met new people, tried new things. And, you know, you never know the different relationships you build and things like that way. Like the way that the way that we met was just through a few, like I, I'd met, because we ended up meeting at the run club in Wollongong, the, the 440. But the only reason I got there is because I remember it was during COVID, we had this men's health group that we used to do in Kaima. And I turned up and I met one of our mutual friends, uh, Kobe. And I do remember he, um, kind of getting along with him really well. And he was like, oh, you should come to the run club. We got up to the, the 440. And that's where I met you. But I wouldn't have ever got there if I didn't try this thing, which seemed really uncomfortable for me to go to, which was the men's health club. And I just felt like that was kind of like one thing that led to another, which has led to many, many other things that have happened in life. But it wouldn't have happened unless I took that that small risk. Hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. So I do think like we've got to make sure you really get out there and try these new things. And you never know what one small decision is going to lead to. And I think one small decision, it just compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds. And to the point you go, this is completely unrecognizable to what I was doing before. And I think that's something that we definitely need to do more of. It's not about packing up your bags and moving across country tomorrow, but it's all about like 
maybe if I just moved a little bit further away or maybe if I tried this different career or job that I've been thinking of for a long time or maybe I even just started going to a run club and you start meeting people, you start learning more information, you start creating these new experiences which are all and all helping change your character and improving not just your kind of well-being but also just giving you so many more options to to create more well-being and to be able to be more happier in the future i do think there's there's something inspiring about just the people you meet along the way doing that 100 and i think that i guess what what i take from from that and and i guess what what resonates with me for what you've just said is that when we think about taking risks and well, the societal norms of, of I guess what we've what we're taught and 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 what we're sort of led to believe and and sort of brainwashed to think is that risks are usually very physical things that happen. You know, jumping off a cliff or you know, I don't know, doing a backflip or whatever it might be. And uh, you know, even with our careers, we even just in this conversation, you know, someone might be listening right now and be thinking, okay, what can what kind of risks can I take? Uh, to be able to to you know do better at my job or whatever it might be and um, or you know maybe I'll get another job or whatever it might be but what I think the underlying thing here is you should be taking risks within yourself and not having a linear path right so if you're a chiropractor you know you don't don't get so hung up on constantly shutting everything else out and trying to just take risks down this linear path you should be taking risks within yourself and, and just be open to where that leads because depending on your level of awareness is dependent on where you lead and you need to take risks to, you know, have a, a higher level of awareness and a higher, a broader, you know, mind and, and experience, you know, and then once you, once you have that, you know, that, that path will, will open up new doors. Now, did I think that I would be doing you know, millions and millions of dollars worth of international real estate at 26? Absolutely not. Not even remotely did I think that. You know, I, I left I left Australia two years ago because I was hell-bent on becoming a successful uh, stock trader, right? And, and through that journey of trying to continually elevate myself, it's opened different doors that are aligned with the new person that I am, right? Whereas if I was just hell-bent on trading and just shut out trying to take risks on me personally and I was just trying to take risks in my trading, I would still be down that path. And, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but my preferred way of living is take risks within yourself and be open to where the new doors that open are that are, you know, in line with who you are becoming because doing what I'm doing today wasn't available to who I was three years ago or even two years ago, you know, but it's available to who I am tomorrow, like today. And, and, the, and the fantastic thing is like the door that's going to be open in six months for the person that I am then, if I continue taking risks within myself to level up, who knows what that's going to look like, but I'm open to it. I'm not going to stick to this linear path and shut everything else out just because I, I chose it this is it needs to expand and it needs to evolve and it needs to get bigger and, and broader and, and greater so what would you say to someone now if they were thinking 
oh, I don't know about this. I, I do feel like I need to take a risk, but I don't know how to do it. And what else would you say to the person who is taking a big risk and they're really feeling like this may be a bad decision? I mean, do it. <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, the, 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 the grander the decision and the grander the consequences, the better the story. I mean, if, if if everything goes wrong, you are going to have one hell of a story. And, and I think that that's worst case scenario. And we can always come back from it. I mean, and, and it, it bugs me because I can't grasp the concept that we are infinite. And that's the way that most people think. So it's like when we, when we think about, when we think about doing something, we think about the risk and we're like, oh, you know, that's going to be really, you know, that's going to really affect me and it's going to be terrible and, you know, yada, yada. But if you take a step back, you know, you're going to be dead soon anyway. Like none of it's going, like none of it's going to matter. You know, if you lose all your money, you're, you're still going to die. If you make all your money, you're still going to die. If you, if you get the girl, you're still going to die. If you don't get her, you're still going to die. Like we're all going to the same place, right? And I don't understand and I can't grasp why it matters what happens in the in the midterm because i mean why well, I, I understand why why it matters but you know the the risk side of things is like the ultimate risk is you die and the crazy part is you're going to die anyway so what's the point you know everyone's trying to trying to get to death's door as safely as they can which is silly because you're going to die <laughs> There is something unique about you, that's for sure, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> I sorry. I, I, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm surprised it took this long for me to talk about death. My, Maddie, yeah, Maddie, Maddie is so <laughs> sick of it. She's so Every day I wake up and, and she's like, it's a great day. I'm like, we might be dead tomorrow. And she's like, why? Like, You're ruining it. You're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember uh, you got me onto this app um, a couple of years ago, which was, uh, I can't I remember what it's called. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like, what, like five times a day they just remind you of death. Like yeah, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a quote which comes up and it's like, just remember, you will die someday. And I went, fuck this. So I deleted it. <laughs> it's, like, it's too much for me. But you, you loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. I think for me, I think it grounds me uh, to a large degree. A very large degree. I mean, it, it makes me so happy, so happy, uh, you know, to the point where an exercise that I do, and again, this is not for everyone, I, but I, I do, I could not recommend it enough. Um, when I was about 18 years old, I might even been younger, I might even been 17 or 16, but I decided one day just on Microsoft Word that I was going to write out my will um, as if I was going to, die within the next six months and i allocated everything i was like this is the person that gets ownership of this account this is what happens here um this is the person that i would like to read my eulogy i would like it to say this um you know this is what i want to happen went through the whole the whole lot you know what i want my legacy to be etc um and i actually re rewrite uh my will every six months um so I, I take an hour or two usually on flights and i I spend time, I, I reallocate all my accounts, where every asset's going to go, every dollar, uh, my, my legacy, 
who's who's going to be at my funeral who's going to you know what what are people likely going to say uh what how i want things to be spent like go through the whole deal and it sounds super it sounds really sadistic and it sounds terrible it sounds like a really emotional uh, experience but it, it's it's really not um it's actually possibly the most profound experience that i've ever stumbled across in my life and it juices me so full of life and gratitude and just no holds barred passion for living for at least the next six months. And, and I really, I truly recommend giving it, giving it a go. Don't judge it until you've tried it is what I'll say. <laughs> I think that, um, that, well, too fair it, it, uh, with all practices and not, they're not all for everyone, but for some people. So for some people, they could actually find that super liberating as opposed to, say, you know, writing out your goals every day or doing something in particular, which is pushed a lot by other entrepreneurs. But I think it's really good to see two different sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. As we said at the start, like a lot of times you have different perspectives which are going to help change your life and that could just be the thing which is going to help someone. So I was going to ask you another method, but I think that if someone, we can all just kind of sit on that one and think, is this right for me? Could this be something that I could do in the future? And if you want to, because there are so you can, you can, you can Google practices anywhere, like how to be more inspired and everything, but I'm just going to let everyone sit with that one and think, is this right for me? Will this be beneficial? And if it's not, then you, like with everything else, just discard it, think about something else. So I think that's great. But how do you, how do you, um, how do you feel? How do you feel about about death? Uh, like I, I know that it's something that we've talked about a lot. And you said you had to delete the app. Like, what's what's your experience with it? And how like how does it? Yeah, I, I guess the question is like, how do you feel about it? I have thought about it recently. I so everyone's like, do are you afraid of death? And this death scare you? You know, I kind of think the opposite in terms of like, I, I'm afraid of not living. And so therefore, am I afraid of death because of that? Because I really want to just, like I said, live life as much as possible every day and for as long as possible, quote unquote. But I think there's a uniqueness to not living forever. Like I think you really do need to have, I think it's really important we have like, you know quote unquote a clock on how long we can actually live for because if you live for a thousand years you'd probably dilute your life by a thousand years but if you live for you know i'm only going to live for the next you know 87 88 years altogether then i'm going to live 88 87 years worth of life and try maximize as, as much as possible so i don't really have like an exact kind of like oh, i'm scared of 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 death in many examples i just just want to make sure that what i'm doing is actually going to contribute to my life and i'm going to feel like i'm accomplishing i'm providing positive you know i'm adding to the room rather than taking away in terms of like adding to people's lives and not creating like a negative experience for other people and just making sure that what i'm doing is just yeah is just is just for the benefit of not just myself but everyone else but I think one thing that I'm, I, if when it comes to death, I'm, I'm def, definitely afraid of other people dying in terms of like, I'm afraid of family dying, good friends dying. You know, I just think that, you know, my pet's dying. Like it's all, it's all, uh, 
it's all that's that's what scares me the kind of how death can take someone away close to you but in terms of myself it's it's different mm. if that makes sense yeah it um yeah i think being consciously aware of it though in as often as you as you can allows enriched relationships um so for instance like i i'm try i try and i try and always think about other people dying i know it sounds terrible but i i i i'm different when that when that happens so you know i'm i'm hugging people tighter i'm listening more intently i'm i'm more genuine with my words i'm more enthusiastic to hear someone's story and to help somebody out and i i'm constantly like you know this might be the last time how can i make it the best time and i think that that's one of the reasons that the relationships that I do have in my life are so rich is because like, it, you know, if we never speak again, Jordan, I, I want to make sure that, you know, you've had an unbelievable experience and that I've really, you know, had some sort of a positive experience, but also selfishly, I want to get out as much out of this relationship as I can, or this interaction, if this is going to be the last one, I want to listen to, to, to some of the things that, that, that you, you're going through. And I, I want to, you know, I want to give you as many compliments as I can, because I, you know, in, in hopes that you might think about them over the coming 24 hours and that like, that enriches me. And, you know, so I think that, I don't know, maybe, maybe I have a unique perspective on it. I don't know, but there's, that's, that's kind of, it helps me with my relationships for sure. It definitely, it definitely brings relationships. It, it allows the ability to go really deep, really fast. I really like that. I do. I really like the spin that you put on it. It's very positive. Um, and to be honest, I agree. And I'll be, I mean, like I agree and I'm going to start adopting that mindset too, because like you said, like you just want to provide so much to other people, especially the ones that you care about. And you want to say, like, if, if something was to happen soon, then I, gave as much as I could to make sure that they enjoyed their life and made mm. sure that they felt fulfilled and that they were doing the right thing by themselves as well. So brilliant. Mm. On that, uh, I want to kind of just check in with a few things that you're doing coming up and what your kind of plans are. So like, as we're speaking about before, you you have a bit of a community to kind of back a lot of the stuff that you do. Like what's what's your goal <laughs> with your, what you're doing with your business and and yeah in the, in the new future how can people as well possibly get involved in your community and, and hear about more what you do for sure um yeah so we the, the the parent company here is called the nova house um spelled n-o-v-a-h-a-u-s and what we what we do is we build high-end luxury real estate uh, around the world for entrepreneurs, executives, remote workers, uh, and and high high achievers, uh, which which I assume you know anyone listening to this is is you know fits into that category in, in some way, shape, or form. Basically, for for people who who want to travel and who want to live this new way of of life, where you're not you know you're not a tree, you don't have roots, you know you you should be transient and you should be moving around and experiencing new people and new things, and I think that's where where life is lived. So we're creating the real estate for that, where you can become a member of the club. Um, you know, you get access to these properties in different parts of the world. And when you stay there, 
you know, you have a, a really nice uh, place to stay. Uh, you've also got uh, a, a really high-end workspace where you can get your work done, um, you know, if you're remotely working. And, and anybody that you meet and, and anybody else who is staying in these properties are people that are like-minded and people that are, are living this life as well. And, and they're people that you that you want to network with and that you want to run into. Um, so that's that's our goal. Um, and and I, I definitely dare say that we're uh, we're executing on that pretty pretty heavily um so we, we've got three properties currently um so three properties this year uh, we'll add another nine to the portfolio next year um and then you know we'll start scaling it from there so the goal is within 10 years to have over 100 properties in in over 20 countries so that no matter where you are and no matter you know what you're doing there's always a, a location that's that's near you that you can book uh, and then on the on the flip side of that, if uh, if you are somebody who is an accredited investor uh, and and wants to get involved, um, we actually partner with um, accredited investors on these deals uh, and actually let people into into these deals and 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 basically cash flow them for life. So, so the, the goal is essentially that you know you can live this life where you're traveling the world, you're meeting extraordinary people, and you're actually invested into this real estate all over the world. That's that's massively cash flowing um, and, and bring you a, a significant amount of money to continue to live this life. So that's, uh, that's kind of the, the hamster wheel that, that we're on. And it's, uh, it's, it's extraordinarily challenging and uh, it's also extraordinarily fulfilling. Uh, so kind of our, our tagline is that, that we're changing the way that, that the world lives, works and connects. And, uh, and yeah, super, super excited about it. Great. Well, like I said before, this this podcast is about community, and it seems like you've founded or and creating a community which a lot of people really want, and that in many cases, many people are moving towards. So it's very inspiring to see that you know you've you've got this community which is new and exciting and innovative, and you're out there just embracing it using you know all your passion and as many resources as you can to actually get this thing started because like i said without the first person to take the take the first step then there's not going to be any movement towards the goal so very very inspiring i've got to say it gets me excited it gets me very excited well, i'm i'm building it for people like you i mean that's the whole that's the whole purpose i mean you you sort of went over before how we met and how we came together through like-minded individuals and you know all of these different aspects that brought us together and I mean, all if you really boil it down, all I'm trying to do is force those connections. Um, so instead of just like wandering through life going, oh, I wonder when the next cool person I'm going to meet is, or like, when's the next, when's my next best friend going to come along? I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bring it to life so that, you know, I can, I can just, it, next time I want to meet my best friend or the next, the next incredibly cool person, I, I just go to a location where I've built exactly that. So, I mean, that's the goal is I, I want to meet more people like you, Jordan, um, you know, the, the connection that we have, the person that you are, the relationship that we have, um, all of the things that you're doing, the, the knowledge that you have, the, the passion for life, all of these things that, that you embody. I'm essentially just trying to recreate spaces that, that, that foster and house that so that, you know, you, you can just get as much of that, fix as you as you wish at any point brilliant so i just want to finish on one more question one question i ask everyone as we're finishing up uh every, one thing i ask every guest is 
what was something that stuck out for you personally growing up in your family and with friends that you'd like to pass on to your kids, nieces, nephews, or just your friends in general? Ooh. What's one thing from my childhood that stuck out to me that I want to pass on? Yeah. To my like, yeah, for the next generation. I think it's, um, I know this is silly. Talk to strangers. Um, my elaborate, my, elaborate, please. Yeah, my 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 parents were were huge on talking to strangers. So you know they they instilled in me that you know you shouldn't you shouldn't demonize people unless they prove to you that that's how they should be or that's who they are. You know you should you should just uh, sort of you know, be hyper aware, but assume the good in everyone and, and actually go out and meet as many people as you can and, and interact with as many people and, and have all these experiences because, you know, the key to everything in life is people. You know, if you want to start a business, how do you, how do you run a business? People. How do you, how do you sell within a business? People. How do you find love? A person. How do you have a sport that you enjoy? People, like every single thing in life is people, right? So you, you cannot move forward cutting back on relationships and, and, and communication. So, you know, within reason, now, now don't get me wrong, my, my parents never pushed me down a back dark alley and said, go talk to that homeless man that's, you know, asleep by the dumpster. That was never the case. But I mean, in situations like I was always heavily encouraged to talk to as many people as I can. You know, anytime we would go out to the shops or we go shopping, we'd walk into a store and, and my dad would push me to go and talk to everyone in that store. We could be in a clothes shop. We could be anywhere. We could be at Bunnings. We could be wherever. And it was just talk to people. You never know who you're going to be talking to. And, and I mean, without other than people, there isn't anything in life. There, there's genuinely, there is nothing in life other than people. So go lean in heavy onto people because that that that's everything for life who knows that a homeless man by the dumpster might be the next tyler jordan who is also going to be the next billionaire so Maybe. <laughs> i am impressed you brought that full circle that was uh that was incredible right good luck around no i love that i think that's such a great um lesson which is often not talked about. So fantastic. So can I, so, can I, can I yeah. end with a question? Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you, what are you finding as the most challenging and also the most fulfilling part of this podcast? Because it's it's very difficult to do a podcast. Very difficult. I, I've experienced it. It's so hard. <laughs> it is difficult. Um, oh, the challenging and rewarding. They probably could be the, honestly the same thing because I'd say the most challenging part is is got to do with like the questions that you ask and the direction of the podcast because as you're aware, like we have a time limit on how long, like I could speak to every single guest all day, nonstop and just enjoy the whole conversation. But I'm thinking what's the most value I'm going to get out of the question and is this value also going to, so is this question also going to benefit 
the person that is answering because I like I could just keep asking questions and keep learning new lessons and just be really really inspired by everything you say but to an extent I want the person that's on the other end of the question to think oh that was a really good question oh I haven't actually thought too much about this but I'm going to answer it as best as I can and then I'm going to get new ideas out of that so I've got to say I had had multiple I had multiple of those moments on this on this conversation which I haven't had in a while Oh, brilliant. Good. Well, that's, that's, thank you. Thank you. Well, that's the whole goal. It's just, I want, I want every single person that's either listening to it or involved in the conversation to start thinking, oh, I never really thought about this, but do you know what? I I am now. And it's actually going to provide me with a new opportunity, a new idea, some motivation, some inspiration, and actually start contributing to not just myself, but other people's lives in general. So that's the most challenging and exciting part of the whole experience. You are natural. I don't know if naturally or 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 through constant execution, but you absolutely crush it. And this was this was a a conversation that got me thinking in a very different realm than I was expecting. And it's I think the most helpful part of of having a podcast is having an interesting host um, and a really wise and aware and also open host. So. yeah, it's very, it's, this is really satisfying and, and fulfilling to, to, to be on this with you. So you're incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me blush. Um, yeah, there's definitely some questions I do want to ask you because I was worried about the question on the, or the answer on the other side, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you do worry me sometimes, but that's only because I love you. <laughs> why, why do I worry you? I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> Um, so if anyone wants to get in contact with you or learn more, please tell everyone where to find you and, and about where to find your business as well. Uh, two, two places. Uh, if you want to find me personally, uh, it is Tyler Jordan 56 um, on every platform. Uh, and then my business is The Nova House on every platform. Uh, and that is spelled T-H-E-N-O-V-A. H A U S uh, across every platform. We're doing a whole bunch of things on YouTube at the moment, um, leaning in really heavily there. So we're actually documenting every single day of this business. And we're trying to be as transparent as possible about what it's like to actually have a startup company and, and, and be taking the risks that we do every day. Um, so every, every part of that is actually being documented every single day. So I, I recommend jumping to that and, uh, experiencing those highs and lows and those risks for yourself without actually having to endure them. Go and live vicariously through Tyler. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, bite your your fingernails one day and you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, we've made it out somehow. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Likewise. It's an honour. It is an honour. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. I'm sure we'll hear more about how you're going soon enough as well. So we'll keep in touch. Be great. Easy. For those of you who have made it all the way through, thank you very much for listening. So I just wanted to reflect on what Tyler spoke about throughout part of that. And some of those things were just absolutely amazing to hear. And I think it really inspired me in many different ways. More importantly about the fact that at the end of the day, things won't be as bad as you think. Like I've been caught trying to do some things and getting in trouble doing it. But at the end of the day, it's really not that bad. Like a lot of the time, things can be solved with a conversation 
or just with a little bit of self-reflection. And I feel like a lot of the time, that's what we're most fearful of, is that thing on the other end of that risk. But Tyler summed it up very well in saying that we've got to start pushing ourselves beyond the normalized boundaries and start making some roads to our goals that are off the beaten track and that are risky. But I do believe it's something that we can all teach, not to us, just to ourselves, but to our friends around us to push them forward and also to the next generation. Like we need to be taking risks, can't just be hiding away and waiting for life to come towards us, but we have to go and attack life. So please reach out with anything. Make sure you get on the socials as well, start sharing away so we can get more people on, more bigger guests and therefore start making changes in all of our lives for the better. Thank you. Until next time.